0: five four three two one wendy bell inspiring solutions to save america one show at a time are you ready to get on board
1: Told us, would well, it be time to panic? Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you, folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth fighting for. America is worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America.
0: From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold, truth, and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program.
2: Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program on the clock. Welcome back, everybody. Remember the Wendy Bell Radio podcast. We kind of take the show three hours down into 40 minutes each hour, and we put it out there every single day, Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite listening material. To say that we've got two million people who've already downloaded that onto their phones is, is amazing, and we invite you to join our family because you are welcome. Indeed, you are welcome. When my son Michael is going to be 24 at the end of this week... Came inside last night. He was going to head out to the store. Needed to get some batteries of kind of a peculiar shape. We didn't have any in the house. And so he was going to run out to the pharmacy. CVS or Walgreens or something and try to find them. And he walked in the house and he didn't say anything at first. And I can see it all over his face. And he's like, mom, I think somebody has tried to either smash my window in or, or break into my car and hundred percent correct a, a crowbar to the frame of his Ford Explorer. <sighs> it's how I feel. I feel like I've been so naive, so stupid, That I haven't seen until the last four or five years. I didn't see with such regularity now this transformation of what is right and what is wrong in our country. Now, have people been breaking into cars since the beginning of cars? Of sure, I'm sure, yes. But there is a decided lack of morality. It's evil. It really feels like it. And it's being normalized. From porn in, in our children's schools to teachers who groom our, our students to this cavalier lack of, of respect for life. I, I, I shake my head, I, I don't understand where people went so wrong. And then I realize it's probably been like that for a lot longer than I've been aware. And I feel stupid. Media didn't all of a sudden become biased. It's not something that just happened with Joe Biden. I saw it years ago as a local news reporter and and anchor. And once you start to see, you cannot unsee. And then you see it more. And then you come to an impasse, a crossroads, and you have to make a decision: Am I going to continue with blinders on, and am I going to just go to put one foot in front of the other because I need the paycheck, or is it all so much more important? It's not about money; it's about what is right. And Rush Limbaugh is right in that open. He is right when he says we are not going to give up on America. But some places are, I got to say, New York. Holy moly. It's scary. Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary says he is boycotting Loser State, New York. It is from that comment that we created the title for today's program. Losers. See, I fight for all of us to win. I, I don't fight for just my team. I don't fight for, for specific kinds of people, only conservatives or only white folks or only Catholics. I fight for all, for liberty and justice for all. And the forces against us are remarkable. Shark Tank star and famed investor Kevin O'Leary. This is from Gateway Pundit. You're going to hear his voice here in just a minute. Kevin O'Leary declared he is ceasing all future investment activities in New York, labeling it a loser state due to its political climate and legal persecution against former President Trump. Well, Kevin O'Leary is not a Donald Trump fan by any stretch of the imagination. And he's on with Neil Cavuto, whatever. I don't like him. Hack. But what he says is really important. This, what he says about New York, the, the honesty he shares about the ripple effect of judicial suck, uh, of this ridiculous activism, of this, this triggered and desperate attempt to carve out a new world order that we don't want is making New York untenable, unaffordable, and it's not gonna be valuable for real estate investors anymore. And he says this in a series of audio soundbites. It is important because it's not just conservatives such as myself saying it. It's people well beyond any kind of political ideology who boil it down to business America is flushing itself down the toilet. Audio soundbite number one, Kevin O'Leary.
3: Let me give you a real time uh, experience I'm having regarding this, and I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now. And I'm not the only person saying that. And here's a real time situation. In development in real estate right now, the hottest asset class is very high end data centers. They cost anywhere from two and a half to three and a half billion each. They are very expensive, they require low power. You need permits, but most of the major institutions in the world need more data centers, and that's why developers like me are doing this. Now, you need power, so New York has Niagara Falls. Normally, you'd consider that to put in one of these facilities, create 400 jobs, five more jobs for each of one of those, for auxiliary services. I can't go to New York. So I'm going to Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia. Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, my staff have met with him. Governor Bergen, the same thing. Governor Justice, those are winner states. They don't do things like this. I have to syndicate that debt and all that equity. We're talking billions of dollars here. Do you think any foreign institution or any private equity firm or any pension fund would touch New York? No, and that's why New Yorkers should be concerned. The fine people of New York should ask themselves, why are we such a loser state? How are we going to attract business? It's not just the existing businesses that are fleeing out to Texas and Florida. What about new money like this that I'm talking about, like a four billion dollar data center? Not a chance, I would put that in New York. Zero probability, never. And so they've got a lot of work to do to find themselves getting out of this situation. This has all occurred post-pandemic. Winner states versus loser states. Look at Tennessee right now, fastest growing city in America, Nashville. Winner state, good policy, competitive taxes. You've got to start thinking about this in the context of winners and losers. New York, mega loser state
2: mega loser state and this has nothing to do with trump listen
1: what did you think of governor Hokel saying this is like a unique one and done because donald trump went too far and was so nefarious uh you guys if you're just doing what you should be doing you have nothing to worry about but they're very worried about it
3: yeah we're very worried every investor is worried because where is the victim who lost money This is some arbitrary decision a judge made. This policy, and what this says, what does this say about the bar, the legal bar in New York? Aren't they going to question this judge? What is this? $355 million and there's dollars as a a penalty and there's plus interest at 9% and there's no victim? I mean, I'm sorry, her, her words fall on deaf ears to everybody. There's nothing she can say to justify this decision. And this has nothing to do with Trump. Nothing to do with Trump. Forget about Trump. This is not a Trump situation. This is a New York problem now. The whole world is looking at this saying, what are you doing to yourselves?
2: <sighs> Common sense. Common sense. We should be able to talk about anything in this country, whether it be elections, or it be about money, or about the lack of justice, or it be about medicine. A groundbreaking study of 99 million individuals, none of them here in the United States. You gotta hear what they found. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, a groundbreaking global study of 99 million people is a pretty big deal, right? And it's a pretty big deal that needs to be discussed. So why will the mainstream media not cover anything that has to do with the mRNA vaccine that our government told us was safe and effective, that the media implored us to get that? If we got that shot, the virus stopped with us. It wasn't going to affect anybody else. Just do it. They browbeat us. They harangued us. They freaking bribed us. And then there was the winter of darkness and death. Well, how about y'all cover this? Gateway Pundit, groundbreaking, groundbreaking global study of 99 million vaccinated people reveals increases in neurological blood and heart conditions associated with COVID-19 vaccines. Now I have to say this to you, no freaking duh. It's like people at the border who are like, I don't think this looks good, really? Like I'm done pussyfooting around. It's been two freaking years. I want the truth. And yes, we can freaking handle the truth. But the media out there who took money from Pfizer and Fauci and the government and Bill Gates and anybody else, now they got a little blackmail going on. Remember what you said? Don't you cover this. Because we advertise a lot on your station. Really? Suck it. In a groundbreaking multinational study that doesn't involve the United States, I wonder why the epicenter of viral suck conducted by the Global Vaccine Data Network. Researchers have shed light on the safety of COVID-19 vaccines among a cohort of 99 million vaccinated individuals. The study spanning multiple countries aimed to evaluate adverse events of special interest following COVID-19 vaccination, providing crucial insights into vaccine safety. Why isn't this on the front page of every freaking newspaper out there? Why isn't this this just-in breaking news? The vaccine's been hurting a hell of a lot of people. Why aren't you allowed to talk about that? Hmm. Some of the countries included in the study, Denmark, New Zealand, I think New Zealand had 99% vaccine uptake. Argentina, Canada, Finland, Australia, Scotland. The study was published at the world's leading scientific publisher and data analytics company for more than 140 years, Elsevier. I, I guess that's what you call it. I have no idea. The study confirmed known safety signals for conditions such as, I know you've never heard this before. I know this is going to be new to you. What? Myocarditis? pericarditis, Guillaume barre syndrome, cerebral venous sin- sinus thrombosis, while also identifying potentially new safety signals that warrant further investigation. You guys remember all of the BS boards that I wrote years ago? And how many people in the background chirping? You don't know it's the cause, really. I'm not saying it's the cause, but it's kind of weird how all these people are having big, big side effects after vaccination. I'm no rocket scientist, but I can sniff out the scent of common sense almost anywhere. According to the results, the study covered 99,068,901 Vaccinated individuals analyzed the administration of 183 million doses of Pfizer, 36 million doses of Moderna, 23 million doses of Oxford AstraZeneca vaccines. Experts chose 13 health issues to keep a close eye on after people got their COVID 19 vaccines. They know. They know that they're causing these problems. Well, you get the shot, and then we'll monitor you, okay? That makes sense. I mean, you'll be screwed, but still, you'll be part of this study. Maybe we'll give you a $50 gift card. Super. The health issues they were watching were picked from a list made by a group called the Brighton Collaboration Project. They chose these specific issues because they are the same ones for which recent data on how common they are was collected by some research sites. To identify these issues, they use standardized system of medical codes, et cetera, et cetera. Here's what they found. Neurological conditions after getting the first dose of AstraZeneca. Noticeable increase in Guillain-Barre syndrome. Fantastic. Blood clots and platelet conditions. Fantastic. AstraZeneca, first dose linked to more cases of this cerebral venous sinus thrombosis. Heart conditions, cases of myocarditis, significantly higher than expected after the first, second, and third doses of all mRNA vaccines. Pericarditis. These heart-related findings were considered important safety signals that need attention. So sort of like our border needs attention. Eh, we're looking at it. Yeah, I can see there's, yeah. Ooh, that looks bad. Well, maybe we'll talk about it. You know, sometime. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. And they know it's not good enough. Millions of people in this country are being told, you know, it's... Really not something we want to talk about. I know you can't walk anymore, but don't take my word for it. Take an embalmer's word for it. Richard Hirschman. He's a funeral director and an embalmer. What is he seeing when he's preparing bodies for viewing? Oh, boy. Wait for it. He is on with us next live on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program. These are the conversations we have to have. Um, I will not silence these conversations. And when I saw this headline in the Gateway Pundit, Embalmer shares shocking video of removing strange white fibrous clots from a dead body. I didn't start seeing this until early 2021. I knew exactly who they were talking about because we had Richard Hirschman on this show before and he's an embalmer. He's a funeral director embalmer. And he was telling us a year and a half ago, something weird is going on with the bodies I'm seeing. And he's the guy in this article. And so I asked him, would you please come back? And he said, of course. Richard, thank you so much for being here. I'm delighted to have you, sir. Tell everybody what, what you've noticed, when you noticed it, and, and give us the background here, sir.
0: Well, uh, thank you for uh, asking me back, Wendy. I noticed this uh, strange uh, clotting issue starting in early 2021. continues to this day, um, and the uh, most obvious change, or the not the not the only change, but the most compelling thing is this white, uh, fibrous-looking tissue that's coming out of the vessels, both veins, and I'm also finding them in arteries. And uh, a lot of people don't want to believe it, so I, um, I had posted another video uh, just the day before yesterday, and uh, it's gotten a lot of traction.
2: Tell me about people not wanting to, to believe it. What, what do you mean by that?
0: Well, you know, a lot of people are trying to call it like this morning. I, uh, I was sent a message and they done put community notes on there calling these chicken fat clots, trying to, trying to, uh, you know, say that these are, are normal. Well, if it's normal, then why is it that all of the embalmers that I know had never seen these things prior to 2021 and we're seeing it often. Um, it's not normal. It it can't be, um, you know, and even like I had said before, even if, let's just pretend for a moment that these are chicken fat clots, like they claim, then why is it that I, I have an image on my phone that I took of one that's 33 inches long. How is this normal? It's not normal. So something's causing this. And, uh, and I, I just, People need to be aware, and we, we can't keep hiding uh, and pretending it's not happening because it's not going to help people in the future.
2: Now, as an embalmer, can you can you tell me what exactly is your job? Is your job extracting the natural fluids and in, yeah, injecting preservatives? When we, preservatives or when what? we
0: embalm, Wendy, we're just preserving the body for, uh, for burial, mm-hmm. um, for a uh, family viewing. And we, we typically, we inject embalming fluid into the artery. It builds up pressure and the vein is then opened up and allowed the, the fluid is allowed to drain out, which is typically blood. That's what we normally get out of the vein is blood. And then our, there's always been times in the past we would run into clots, you know, blood clots, but blood clots are red. Um, and they're like grape jelly. Uh, they're, they're not very strong, but these strange white fibrous things is something totally different.
2: Now, how did you, for instance, how does one see this? So are you, are you not, are they blocking the flow of the fluid that you're trying to get in? And so you have to figure out what's going on or how does it present itself?
0: Well, uh, you When we um, when we make our incision to go into the artery, that is when we if there was one of those strange clots in the in the artery, we can see it. I see it, and I can just simply remove it. This is prior to the embalming. Same thing with the vein. When I cut into the vein, which is running next to the artery, if I see a clot in there, I obviously have to remove that. That's where we we insert our instruments to drain the blood out of. during the embalming process, though, as we're pushing that fluid, more of these white fibrous clots come out during the drainage process. The only time we actually see them in the arteries is when we cut the artery open, and as we open up the artery to, to get ready to insert our, our instrument, um, that's when we see them and pull them out. We don't normally uh, see clots in arteries. I've I've never seen clots in arteries unless... You know, the only time that I have in the past would have been a body that had been dead for several days. And there's just old blood and it kind of gels up like a like a grape jelly. Um, That's about the only time I've ever seen it in a uh, in a body in an artery prior to 2021.
2: So now some people are saying, well, maybe that's a side effect of covid.
0: Maybe, you know, there is a possibility. uh, All of the experts I've talked to um, are are convinced that it's um, the, the vaccine that's causing this because of this mRNA technology making your body create that foreign spike protein. They're, they leave a little bit of room in there uh, to say that the virus itself might cause it because it also has spike protein. Um, so they're not excluding that possibility, but they are highly uh, concerned and believe that it's the vi- uh, vaccine itself that makes your body create this spike protein, which is apparently thrombogenic is what they say.
2: Now, you are not a medical examiner. Nope. You you are not, not. a surgeon. Uh, you yeah. are obviously trained in what you are trained in. And when you started noticing this, what did you do? Did you start talking with other people in your field? What did you do?
0: Yes. Uh, Well, when I first saw it, I thought, "Well, this is weird, strange, unusual, and um, a a strange anomaly." Uh, And I, in the very beginning, I didn't think much of it, except for, "Wow, that was different." But as the uh, as as the summer of 2021 was moving along and I started seeing this again and again and again and again, I started asking other people that I work with. Some of them had up to 50 years of experience and I would ask them, had they ever seen it? Um, And they said, no, they've never seen it. At that time I had 20 years of experience doing this. So, you know, I was questioning my own, my own self. I was asking people with more experience than me. Hey, am, am I alone? I mean, come on, something doesn't look right here. And uh, and they've all uh, uh, agreed that this is this is uh, unknown, and they didn't understand what it was.
2: Now, you don't know the vaccination status of the people who passed away, correct?
0: On most cases, I do not, because I'm a trade embalmer, and they. They call me to come in and do the embalming. I don't get a chance to sit down and talk with families. Um, I speak with the funeral directors, um, and there are occasions where the funeral directors, the family just tells them of about their, their, you know, their loved one, and, and sometimes it comes out in conversation. And that's kind of what really sparked my concern about the vaccine was because in uh, as, as 2021 was going along, we were starting to see a lot more deaths. We were having a lot more issues with clotting, and the funeral directors were aware of it because I'm pointing it out, and they uh, kind of were asking a little bit, and it was almost um, all the time uh, when I found the answer of uh, their vaccine status it it kind of jived with what I was seeing
2: how many how many patients now would you embalm in a week and and how many do you think percentage wise would you find these fibrous clots in?
0: well, uh, cremation rates are up, so the amount of work that I'm doing has dropped. Um, right now, I am about Average-wise, work-wise, for me, is, is about pre-pandemic level. Um, but because of the cremation right, rates, mm-hmm. I can't say that the death rate is higher or lower. It's just my work is, is, is slowed down. As far as the number of people that I see the clots in, um, overall, I would say at least 50%. Now, not always are they the big, big ones, but they, uh, at least 50% are showing signs of this white fibrous material.
2: Now, again, you are not a doctor. Do you believe that someone with these materials, like we've shown on our screen, you have a jar of, of these white clots that came from one specific body. Is that something that would kill someone?
0: It, it would. Um, the, uh, the thing that I had learned recently, and I had this, I mean, it, I, I won't say the exact date, but it was this year okay, 2024, I had a case where this person had large tube um, uh, that was full of blood when the person died, and I didn't get permission to embalm the body until uh, roughly two days after his death. In that tube of blood, the blood separated, and uh, when I was doing the embalming, I opened that tube up where the, the dark spots were simply red blood clots, but in the sections that were, had turned this kind of yellowish color came out these white fibrous materials. Now, uh, the, the, what that tells me is that these two these clots that we are seeing are also forming post-mortem as well after a person dies. But we also have had people telling us their loved one had these uh, strange clots Uh, removed during surgery Mm -hmm. prior to their death. And then they end up with other issues and other clots that ends up killing them. So I know these can't be uh, only anti-mortem or post-mortem. They can happen both. But whatever this is, uh, Wendy, is it's showing that there is obviously something in the blood itself that is, that shouldn't be there. It's, Separating. For what reason, we don't know the mechanism of what causes them to start clumping together. But it's just evidence that something's wrong in the blood.
2: Are you being called by mainstream media outlets to discuss this with them?
0: No, I'm not. I'm not. Ever? Nope. Uh, I had I had one uh, person come to interview me. Who has a fairly large uh, show that's on mainstream networks uh, but that interview was done I want to say back around August of last year and it still has not been aired. Uh,
2: uh, wow! So we're not allowed to be talking about this is that right?
0: No and what's really sad Wendy is I just just I'm telling you just a few moments ago I I've been reached. I've, I've been contacted by several embalmers. One of the embalmers actually spoke out um, and had ended up uh, losing her license. And she was told that uh, that from sources that she knew it was probably based on her coming out and saying something. So. It's horrible. I know I was warned uh, early on, you know, telling me I need to watch my back, that they're wow. watching me. Um, but I, I continue to stand up because we've got to figure this out, Wendy. Uh, I know, my man. Humanity could be at stake here. A lot of people's lives are on the line. And and I know I'm working with researchers who are trying to figure out exactly what the mechanisms are, and they're trying to break these things down and they have samples of these clots, not just from myself, but from other morticians and clots from, that were formed from living people. And they're trying to find out what these fibrous proteins are so that we can look for enzymes to help break them down. But we'll never know how to fix it until we know I agree. what it is.
2: Richard Hirschman, funeral director and embalmer and truth teller. Thank you, sir. You stay in touch with me. You hear?
0: All right, Wendy, God
2: bless you. You, sir, as well. You're listening to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, we have a a First Amendment in this country. And the First Amendment says you have the freedom to speak. And, And more importantly, you can hate what somebody else says. But your ire, your agenda... Your politics or your corruption or whatever is not okay to muzzle someone else. We have the freedom to have dissenting opinions. And that's getting lost in the shuffle here where we're not allowed to talk about certain things. Why, why should we not talk about these things? Why should we not have the flexibility to discuss when somebody who's young dies suddenly? That's alarming. Pretending that it doesn't happen doesn't make it not happen. Pretending it doesn't happen makes those of us who are watching it happen feel very suspicious about everything the powers that be share with us. You know, are you at all surprised by this New York Post headline? James Biden said Joe was present for a call about now bankrupt hospital firm. Wait a minute. I, I thought Joe never ever remember. Never ever. I never ever Spoke to anybody. I never talked to them about their their business. Really? I want you to hear this because all they do is lie. It's so obvious. It's not like I'm breaking it down. And you're like, wait, what? I thought I could believe those filthy people. (laughs) I'm so shocked. President Biden's younger brother, James, said the future president was sitting right next to him. During a business call about a now bankrupt hospital business, James allegedly fleeced, according to a new report, mirroring first son Hunter Biden's infamous assertion to a Chinese businessman in July 2017 that he was sitting here with my father in a shakedown text message. Joe Biden also met with the founder of AmeriCorps Health Enterprises before it went belly up. Not only are these people the Bidens toxic, things that they touch turn to dust. And people get screwed. Fantastic. What a guy. What a leader. What a commander in chief. Oh, my goodness. And we're so surprised that it seems like America is going to hell in a handbasket. Current political, excuse me, current presidential physician. Dr. Kevin O'Connor even participated in a business meeting at a Pennsylvania hospital with James Biden after the facility was acquired by AmeriCorps. This is where all the multi-hundred-thousand-dollar loan repayments come from. Remember that, all the checks. James Biden is expected to be grilled on details of his dealings and Joe Biden's potential involvement during a Wednesday deposition before the House impeachment inquiry which is also likely to probe Joe Biden's role in his brother's business ventures in countries including China, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia. So we have demonstrable proof. We've got, proof. We've got evidence. We've got bank transactions out the flipping wazoo. We've got 20 known shell corporations. We've got nine known Biden family members who got money from all of these transactions. We have more than 170 suspicious activity reports, which are monstrously important in the banking world. Right. Right. All this stuff, you're not allowed to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. The same way we're not going to talk about the 99 million people involved in that study. The same way we're not going to talk about what embalmers are seeing, because it goes against the narrative that you should rush out there and get something experimental that vaccine producers knew in phase one killed more than 1,200 people. Eh. Do it anyway. There's money on the line. How freaking dare you? How dare you? And we're just supposed to pretend. Joe Biden never talked to his son. Joe Biden never did any of these things. Joe Biden can keep classified documents, some of them top secret. Joe Biden can lie about them and say they're stored in lock cabinets in his garage even though we see proof that they're in the open top secret documents including classified materials regarding confidential human sources in war and joe biden doesn't have to pay a price for that oh he's a well-meaning elderly old man with a bad memory oh we don't want to go after joe and yet donald trump gets slapped with the most obnoxious, ridiculous fine for a crime that never happened and victims that never existed. And you're supposed to take that and say, huh, I guess that's justice. No. No. I will not. America is worth fighting for. Rush was right. These he's right every single day. So ask yourself these questions. Where are you allowed, allowed in the year 2024 to get honest conversation? Is the station you're watching censoring that? Are they covering, covering their own butts Because if you're not allowed to have these conversations there, that tells you everything you need to know as America is losing. By design. I don't even have to give you the nuts and bolts of this article about James and Joe Biden. You already know the same way, you know, Joe has dementia. Quick time out when we come back. Hour three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. If light is the best disinfectant, well, darkness is where the filth grows. And we've got more for you. Buckle up.